Excuse me, are we going to check the levels? <laughs> no. No, we're not. Why not? Because then we have to. No, the levels look fine. How do you know they're fine? They're I'm getting fine. people calling in saying look they're not them. fine. Here, look, they're fine. I don't. I'm not a techie. A, you're talking about I manipulation after they've been. All right, go ahead. Whatever. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value, and I'm Val Hughes, and we're 20-year Wall Street veteran portfolio managers, analysts who have gone underground. We've adopted disguises, 25 changed years our voices, for me, Vern, by the way, so that we can bring you our unfiltered, uh, semi-uninformed, but at least professionally based views and, on stocks every week, and unvarnished. And unvarnished. I'd forgotten that. about that. Right. Got to, you know, want the furniture makers to get in on it. Um, on a handful of stocks that we select from every week's Value Line Investment Survey. This week, the edition um, dated August 29th, 2008. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody that this is for, uh, we're doing this for entertainment purposes only. That's what our lawyers say. We, we have may to or say. may not own many of the stocks that we talk about or make references to uh, or have other conflicts of interest, so you should assume the worst. Uh, and oh, to uh, to uh, definitely do that. <laughs> and we often know absolutely nothing about what we're talking. Um, and, and you have to factor that in as well. Please do. Uh, to read more about this, go to our website at www.thevalueguys.com. In the second half of the show, the uh, frankly, you know, we'll build to a you know amazing finish. Uh, we'll be dedicated to a couple. <laughs> 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 what are we going to do? <laughs> Medical products companies. Okay. And, and we're going to talk about some interesting developments in the global auto industry. But first, I'm going to turn it over to my older colleague, as he himself <laughs> pointed out, 25 Thank years very much. versus my charitable 20. That's true. Thank from you. the introduction, Val Hughes. Thank you very much for, for that heartfelt introduction. Uh, this week, there's a lot to talk about. Can I go back to sleep now? Please do. Okay. There's a lot to talk about this week. It's been a busy week on Wall Street, in the political arena, et cetera. Too much to talk about, frankly, so I'm just going to say a couple of things. I notice that in the midst of this uh, recession, the most recent data is that uh, home sales uh, by existing home sales uh, picked up. Uh, I noticed that unemployment benefit uh, requests were down. I noticed that confidence was up. So it can't be – it's not the 30s because none of that stuff was happening. I think you want to be careful because you're well, talking about comparisons careful. based on seasonally adjusted yeah, annual rate numbers. Listen, I'm not making any which judgments. Which means that they're basically saying, look, things weren't down compared with last year nearly as bad as we thought they probably should yeah, be based exactly. on our model. I'm just, so. I'm just trying to let okay. the people know it's that not there's all some bad data. News. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. There's data that's not terrible no, I guess and, the economy uh, grew more than 3% in Well, the exactly. Quarter. I'm just getting to that. The economy grew faster than people thought. Uh, even Value Line says that uh, GDP is going to grow, you know, next year after maybe being sluggish this year. Uh, of course, that's always the uh, forecast Optimistic. is better. Right, exactly. But we do have some real data that's coming out okay. I continue to think that these candidates uh, need to just be aware that the stock market can do arithmetic and that if tax rates are too high, that hurts the stock market. And if the stock market's hurt, that takes away capital to start hey, businesses and grow. John, uh, you how know, about that John McCain? Like that. How about that John McCain and him? Sarah Palin? Is that how it's pronounced? Uh, I, think, I think What an so. amazingly out-of-the-box choice. That's a good pick. 
I think. Um, the, looks- you know, within evenings of uh, Hillary Clinton being obliged to publicly surrender to um, her. Um, well, she looks like she just can kick ass. And, you know, that's going to be a welcome uh, She has five kids, so clearly, and she's the governor of, even though it's a small state, governor of a state and has five kids. Yeah. Can I just say, Vern, I don't know anything about politics. I just think that for the stock market, which I also don't know anything about, uh, it's going to be about taxes. So just be, uh, you know, I think a good steward of tax policy, and that'll be good for America. Let me get right into a couple of ideas this week. I did a little bit less work than I'd like to do. Uh, I don't want to say than I usually do because I always do less than I'd like to do. But uh, first up, uh, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Scana Corp, SCG, is the ticker, page 168. Uh, This week's value line issue you know, it had uh, some interesting categories. That's the old South Carolina gas and electric, yeah, I think. right, right. I, and, and, and what I want to say about it is it's electricity. I also compared it. Hey, week. people want that, you know. Well, that's my I think my everybody's theme. in favor of it. That's my theme. You know, I, is I saw a poll recently. Electricity gaining Are you share. In favor of electricity? Yeah, well, that's the easy research. And more of it. And if you want to dig even, you know, less deep, it's demographics, population growth in this case, more people, more power, and also the migration from the north to the south, from the cold to the warm. Uh, south Carolina is their territory. You compare it to Con Ed and their valuation, you know, they're both about seven times gross cash flow. Uh, Con Ed does give you a little higher yield. Look at those yields. Yeah, they're both good. They're is, gonna that, be, is that good for a utility? You know, five, I, think, five and a half? I think it's more than you can get in a CD. And what you have is you have a, you know, a, a monopoly situation, which almost – they're not earning high returns on capital. That would be the rub on these guys. But it's because their capital base stays high because they get paid based on the capital base. The politicians want to keep the return they're allowing on that capital base low because of the voters. They well, don't sure, wanna... the returns are low, but they're not at risk from competition. Well, well, they're low for political reasons. They should be write-offs, but then you'd have to say that they're earning higher returns on their capital base, and that's not good for the voters. So it's all a, you know, a, little, a little bit structured there. But when you look at the cash flow seven times, now the other rub on this is that usually I like to look at – He's free... talking about Con Ed. Well, Con Ed, they're both about seven times. Scana. The reason I like Scana better is just population growth in South Carolina is better. So let me focus over on that one. Um, the problem. Would you rather live there than the Big Apple? I'm not saying that, my friend. I'm just saying that the stats are population growth there faster. There's no more room. Or is it like there's you don't, no more room here? You still wouldn't be able to live in. You, you, couldn't you can afford live to live in Manhattan, you want. I don't so you'd care have to live in you Queens. Live. And I do you have not. something against Queens or are what? Are you? Trying to get in the way of a good idea, my friend, with no, your sorry. chatter. Listen, the population growth is faster in South Queens Carolina. Queens rules. Okay? I'm, just, I'm just trying to put out a good, a good thought here. The yield's a little lower, but you're going to make it up in growth. And we know electricity is going to gain share from what? Uh, gasoline. You know, these foreign-based fuels. It's pretty clear whoever's A lot of people office. burning gasoline to... You, no, you know, power their the, electric the, the razor or thing, what? The easiest thing to reduce, obviously, is uh, you know, oil-based consumption. We're going to have coal driving electric power. That's our cheapest source. Electricity is going to gain share. Vehicles could move to electricity. That will be helpful. You know, I can't spell it all out for you, Vern, but the point is even if none of that happens and we just rely on population growth, this is going to be a faster growth Well, just area. imagine a world where there will be a lot of resistance to expanding our capacity 
for any of those things, generating electricity, what are you talking transit. About? It's, it's, it means that the existing capacity is going to become more valuable over time. What I'm are supporting you talking your about? thesis. Look, good. Let me just go through the idea, would you please? This thing is in South Carolina. It's gaining share. It's a 5% yield. They've got a 10% return on capital. I'm sorry, on equity. It's 7% return on capital. We've talked why about why they don't write off some of the capital. Uh, they have, uh, what? I, there's not a lot else I can say about it. Um, Good. They're adding. They, well, they are moving right along then. Well, they are adding nuclear, which I think, you know, the politics are building wow. for nuclear. And that's a lower cost source. That's exciting. Big, you know, listen, a lot of upfront costs there, but uh, it's a lower cost source of electricity going forward for base capacity. And you get a little population growth. So I, I don't want to go on. This is a big theme idea. Uh, it's a low return, but almost certain return, probably in the low teens. SCANA, SCG, page 168. And I like it better than Con Ed just because of the population growth. That's all. That's all, Vern. Demographics you know? again. Yeah. Demographics. And you can rely Demographics on these rule. things. These That's are right. big trends. Okay, next up. And this was a hard choice for me this week. And excuse me, I have a little bit of a cold. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, you keep breathing you on me. It? Maybe you're giving it no, to no, me. No, no, I meant the hard choice part. Mm. I, I started to get this a little bit last week, and it's getting worse this see, week. I didn't even see you last week. I just move on. Didn't we do the show last week? Well, we did week? the show, but right. you were already well, sick. No, I was starting to get sick at that point. Uh, this was a health care issue. And, you know, one of the things, again, it's demographics that we like about health care, or I like about it, is that you can rely on it. And uh, when you get fear in the marketplace due to short-term considerations, it's a good time to wade in when you have some confidence in the longer term. And so I'm drawn to these uh, health care ideas. This week I, you know, had a, had a little bit of a uh, choice between, uh, let's see, arthrocare, Ticker ARTC on page mm, 182. That's my favorite. And then Kinetic Concepts, KCI, which uh, is on page 214. A I, well, it was a winner. I've talked about it. It's down now. I've just bought more. I don't want to get into the idea. The idea hasn't changed. KCI 214, go listen to an old show. They're indexed by ticker. If you pull our XML code into Internet Explorer, you can you know, find Isn't the ticker along the right side. that how we introduce that? What's that? Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. I can't even hear you, Vern. Uh, this thing is down because people think Smith & Nephew's coming in with a product. People are trying it. It's They're all switching back. It's uh, 10 times earnings in a market that it should be selling at 20 times, and, you know, there may be a little hair on it. Well, we've talked about that, so look it up. Uh, here's a stock with a similar story, and so I'm drawn to that. KCI is cheaper, but, again, I've already talked about that, and you may not want that single company risk. If you want to diversify your uh, unloved healthcare company portfolio, <laughs> uh, you might consider ARTC, page 182. Now, what they do, KCI is wound therapy, okay? And I was telling you about this earlier. Great These business. guys, okay, they develop, manufacture, and market a proprietary line of surgical devices based on their patented coblation process. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, which is the uh, disintegration of tissue. Uh, please, uh, Dr. Yeah. Watson, could you explain uh, The benefits that? of this are yes. they do it does minimal damage to surrounding tissue, which is, of course, a positive. During the, <laughs> during the during compilation and after process. The procedure. Mm. Uh, also, and importantly, uh, you have blood vessel coagulation the patient, with this product. The, the patient is more comfortable, I guess, during Evidently, this. Evidently, because uh, the surrounding tissue is less damaged. 
who wouldn't be more comfortable? It sounds by less painful. Right. And then also you have a replacement of multiple surgical tools. So evidently you can use this one thing instead of using a bunch of things in the other technology. That's, That's usually think. good. You know, this value line description here is so clear that I have a real strong sense of their competitive advantage. But well, it's not a lot of space to not, explain something very scientific. It's a fabulous tool, and I'm a customer. But here's what I want to say. I can sort of jump to the quick here. They're putting up a 24% operating margin. Uh, you know, no one's required to overpay for things in America, so people are paying this for a reason, and it's because they can't get it anywhere else. You know, when I look at just to jump in here on KCI, which I love, 29%. So... Uh, Arthrocare is nearly as proprietary as KCI, and they're pretty proprietary. Um, and I don't—I haven't worked worked on this. That we don't own this, and I haven't done a work on it. I'm just really seeing it for the first time here. Still, I have goosebumps. Well, listen—you've got a high operating margin. You've got a cheap price. What does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. Hair on it. Okay, let me read you some of the detail that Value Line has enlightened uh, me. Are you here. familiar with the G in the formula? Well, here's what we have here, and I just want to break this to you a little bit slowly. Growth. Uh, it would uh, evidently they're going to restate their financial results for the years ended December 31st, 06, and 07, and the quarters ended September 06, December 06, etc. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're going to have to restate their uh, financial statements. So the stock's down huge because it emerges that maybe they haven't made any money. Well, that's what people are going to say. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm I think just I hearing just you did. jumping on the bandwagon <laughs> there. But let me just point out, it looks like they've surrounded this a little bit. Yes. And uh, they're going to have to re you know, reduce revenue for 06 by 4 to $7 million. Okay. Well, in 06, they put up $263 million. They're going to have to reduce yeah, revenue? By what, what does that mean? It means that they... They have to make a sacrifice? Well, you know, they changed their accounting. Okay, They used to account for it when they We're, shipped it. Yeah. Now they're going to start accounting for it when you say you've used it. So this little bit of product in the pipeline that used to be, you know, that was on, in absorbed. the truck to the customer. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's a couple percent of sales, okay? But the, they announced this. They announced that they're going to have and to restate. And suddenly there's something wrong. Like it's tainted yeah, right. in an environment where do they have a lot of debt. We have to hide from it. Highly uh, leveraged, right? They have no debt. No, no debt. debt. That's what I'm saying. Why doesn't somebody buy them? Well, what, maybe. What, Listen, what's the valuation here? Six hundred million. I don't want to allude to what could happen here, Vern. I would think I'm just some, saying uh, this is a tremendous value. Let me just point out a couple of other oh, data points do. here. Yeah. They're returning 20% on capital. Oh, it'll keep me awake. Okay. And if some of their capital's overstated, that means their return on capital is even higher. Uh, they have no debt, so. Uh, or could be. Could be. No, it is what it could is, be. It but is it what could it is. be higher well, if, they restate, if they would do something better if with their capital. If there's less capital, oh, if, they have, write, into a if they have to you write off. You used to work off, on the sell side, didn't friend, you? Uh, I, it's, I did. Mm. But if it used to be earnings and now it isn't, that comes mm -hmm. out of capital. It means a higher return mm -hmm. on capital. That's all I'm saying, Vern. Yeah. No, I it like it. It's both a ways. good idea. Uh, Value Line says they're going to grow cash flow at 18%. I have to say, I'm not sure what they do, except they have proprietary surgical devices that are patented that people are paying up for. You've got to be careful, though, about that growth rate. I'm that's so not careful. A, that's let not a just, business model of course, estimate. That's a calculation no. they just make listen, off of some listen, depressed We all have sometimes. guesses. They have their way of yeah, guessing. Yeah, yeah, you okay. have your special way of guessing, Vern, I can tell, yeah. and you don't agree uh, with God. theirs. But Fine. in any case, I'm just going to suggest to you that uh, this thing's going to grow certainly faster than GDP if they have something proprietary. Okay, I believe you. And I can see it in the margin. That's what I'm saying. I don't need to listen to what Value Line's saying. No one would pay up for something that wasn't working 
And so that's why we're having these, uh, uh, you know, strong margins. Okay, that's uh, 16 minutes. Erythro Care, page 180. Of course, we didn't start right away. And then finally, uh, again, a health care name. I've talked about these before. I don't have two. What? What was the first idea? The first idea? Scanna. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Okay, listen. Um, Second one I like better. I'm just skipping through your comments about that. Uh, finally, an idea you can use, I guess. Uh, Which one? You know, Cardinal Health, C A H, page 189. It's a healthcare distributor. And I'm putting them up against Amerisource. You know, this has been a long road in this industry. Uh, pharmaceutical distribution, and they used to do drugstores as well with the front end or health and beauty aids, as they used to call it, but they can't say aids anymore, so health and beauty supplies. But these are the companies that used to, you know, fill every mom-and-pop drugstore in America, and there used to be a 100 of them. They've all consolidated really down into three, Amerisource, Cardinal Health, and McKesson. And what's surprising is that for years, Cardinal Health was really the premium guy in the space. Uh, And... You know, Amerisource, through acquisition, has kind of caught up to them to where, from an operating basis, they're very similar in terms of returns on capital and uh, debt to capital and things like that. Why? And they're both selling at nearly the same multiple. Cardinal's actually a point cheaper on cash flow. The reason I'd point to Cardinal is that they have a little higher margin. I've always had a thing for Cardinal. Well, that's because they've glued around them some higher margin businesses that are very proprietary in their own right and aren't tied to any particular product, things like outsourcing of R&D, outsourcing of packaging, things that were tied into the generic growth in the demand for health care, and I like that element. Uh, and so I like it now. Yeah. Uh, are we okay. out of time for me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no. Value line says they're going to grow 10%. Like. I will. Okay. Uh, let's see. Management's looking into some spinoffs here, so if there is unrealized value, you know, you're going to find out health? pretty soon. What would they spin out? All their non-core distribution businesses. Which are what? Packaging. I just mentioned them, Vern. Why oh, you, you did? To rewind and play. That was back when uh, it was nasty. Exactly. They have been uh, buying stock back. They recognize that uh, they're cheap. They still put up a I'm 12% percent return on capital. Over here and get ready. And uh, they put up a mid-teens return on equity. So uh, Vern's really rushing me here. He's turned a little bit. He's turned a little bit adolescent here in what I'm having to witness. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to turn it over to him uh, with just a t- modest amount of ado this week. Uh, here's a beverage break. Toast. It's, it's overdue a do. To Vern Valley. It's overdue a do. Okay, it's your okay. your turn now to go. Finally. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Time to wake back up again. Oh, you want you want to read on the time? I just want a time read. It's almost 19 minutes. Okay, fine. Okay. Um, as I looked at Value Line this week, I, I you know I see auto and truck industry right at the top, starting with page 101 and. Are we at a bottom or getting close to a bottom? Can we see a bottom? I, you know, I don't know. Yes. But they're talking about numbers in auto sales this year. You know, between thirteen and fourteen million that people never dreamed were possible a couple of years ago. Are lower number, are lower numbers possible? Absolutely. But we've seen sixteen and seventeen, folks. So there's more upside than downside at this point. Um, precision instrument industry, a lot of M and A opportunity here. A lot of very interesting companies, but. You really got to know something about the individual science, I think, because valuations tend to be pretty aggressive. Yeah, I looked through um, those. It's electric tough. utility. I, my problem with Scanna is, I, I mean, all of them, they're seeing their costs go up. Their ability to raise revenue is regulated. Well, I so. never got to the negative, which I just interject, is their capital spending program exceeds gross cash flow. That's something you don't like to see. Mm. The only reason I 
go with it is I know that it'll be regulated, that they'll earn a profit on that money. So. But then happily, half of this week's issue is the medical supplies industry where we have demographics working for us. So I'm, I'm going to f- – the first stock I want to talk about is basically flogging uh, the same idea I talked about uh, – how, how often do these repeat? Three months? 13 weeks or something I, like that? So. I, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, but Zimmer Holdings is back up again. ZMH. And, uh, I, you know, I realize the stock's done nothing except go sideways on a relative basis for the last two and a half years. But, um, it, you know, there are more and more people that are reaching an age where they're uh, more <laughs> likely to need an artificial joint. And we have a maturing and growing installed base of joints that are deteriorating and the tissue around them is deteriorating and are going to need replacement over time as well. So the underlying drivers for market growth are significant. The barriers to entry are also significant. And the company earns between 35 and 40% returns on sales for operating margins. Is That's capital spending risk, huge? Well, you tell me. I mean, yeah, Value Line's forecasting really. cash flow five to six dollars for the next couple of years, with capital spending around two bucks. I used to cover this, and the fear is always that those you know juicy margins are going to attract uh, Medicare price cuts, and that's going to drive margins down. It well, hasn't exactly happened, but that's hanging out there. I guess it probably is. Yeah. Um, it, by the way, this Zimmer is on page. 237. Since when are you giving page I'm all numbers. about customer service. Oh, is that right? You know, return on capital here in the mid-teens. Uh, it, for those of you who don't know who Zimmer is, they design and market orthopedic reconstructive implants. That's more than 80% of sales. Um, we're basically talking about hips and knees. These are uh, the mechanical parts that get inserted into the patient's body. In you know in surgery, this is a, you know a really big deal. But Everyone I'm guessing that at that. least somebody who's listening to my voice right, right now, of course, has had this done to them. Now themselves. Zimmer did a special thing, which was they created this whole marketing effort around their proprietary uh, surgical technique, which was minimally invasive, and they started to gain share, and uh, I believe is still growing faster than their competitors, which was one of the things I liked about Zimmer. Mm. They um, um, they have international business, 42% of sales, obviously an opportunity as standards of living rise and healthcare standards rise around the world. Zimmer had an excellent opportunity to participate in growth on a global basis. Believe it or not, no net debt here. Value line rates is three, okay? There's a, a 13% premium to the uh, S&P 500 or to the market according to value line. Yet stock down 25% from a high established about a year and a half ago. Value line looking for mid-teens to mid-20s returns. They're looking for low double-digit earnings growth and cash flow growth. They have estimates of uh, 375, 410, 460 going to near $6 by uh, 2011 to 2013. They've had near-term issues which have put pressure on the stock price. They've had some uh, recall or after-surgery malfunction issues. I'm sure that's uh, a bit scary if you one of the people who have had them. I don't mean to make light of it. But nevertheless, um, you know, it, I'm sure this will prove to be, I, I, you know, and again, I remind everybody we don't really know what we're talking about. But 
I mean, really, I, you know, they make a value-added product for a very demanding application that people want more and more of. I, I'm sure they'll get through that. They've had some manufacturing issues that's probably hurt profitability. They've been investing significantly in infrastructure and technology to strengthen the uh, operating and management systems of the business. There's reference to that here. And they have some new products coming, according to Value Line. I, I, it's a really nice package of something that deserves a premium valuation. It's a value idea because when overbought, could trade at a much more significant premium to the market than a mere 13% that they're talking about you now. You just have this uh, black swan CMH. risk of uh, price cuts, that's yeah, all. Right, right, right. No, that's a good point. <laughs> now, the other idea that I like in this space, very tiny company. Um, in, now, Zimmer, what do I have here for uh, enterprise value? Uh, there's no net debt, so I have about the $16.4 billion market cap. I've got uh, about a billion and a half of EBITDA this year. So it's uh, 11 times current year with a better growth rate than most other things you'll look at. Still, not, you know, it's not as cheap as I'd like. It never is. It never will. But it probably won't be. I've yeah. always thought that Medtronic and, and the or way, somebody was going to buy them. You know, 16 them. billion. Yeah, they only have four billion of revenue. 16.4 billion market cap. You can buy it for 20. Well, it's I, why isn't somebody? It's the big it category that Medtronic isn't in, and they could still buy this at uh, now, an creative valuation. Now you want to talk about you know, a creative valuation. I've got something sort of in this general space with a hundred million market cap and no net debt. Uh, revenue also about a hundred million. Okay. Uh, book value, 85, 90 million. So it barely trades at a premium to book value, like 10%. This is Osteotech. I've never heard of it before. O-S-T-E is a symbol. It's on page number 223. Come on, that's not your thing, Vern. Uh, there have been some inside buyers back in February. Stock prices <clears throat> between four and five, it looks like. Stock recently at 537. Less than 10 times gross cash flow. Value line's looking for 60 to 70 cents. It's maybe 12 to 14 times Excuse free. Me. Are you going in page number order or are you just no. giving the page numbers? No, I'm just going in the order I want to. I'm just giving the page oh, numbers. That's quite unique. Well, I'm going to leave Very you some weird. territory there, okay? Yeah. Way to innovate. Osteotech, now I've never heard of this company before. They process human bone. Great. <laughs> I mean, do you really need to know anything else? Uh, what's their phone if there's number? Not money, I need that. If there's not money in that. <laughs> they process, I was getting sleepy, but that got me awake. They process human bone and bone connective tissue. For I may need that after this weekend. Wait a minute, wait a minute. For use in transplants. Oh. And they okay. develop biomaterial and implant products for musculoskeletal surgery. you got to get a premium on that, right? This is, I, I mean, you know, you don't just, like, decide that, you know, Taco Bell's not working out. <laughs> I think I'll give this whole uh, bone thing a go. Um, they discontinued some kind of a coding and implant business in 2002 and 2004, respectively. So they are really focused, focused on this on one bone particular. Area. Now, according, uh, I'm trying to read things into Value Line's little write-up here. They've been undergoing some kind of massive change in distribution, and now the master agent partner comprises 54% of the domestic sales force. And apparently means that instead of having a sales force that only sells to 
situations or uh, uh, to uh, uh, physicians who have spinal applications. This broader distribution means that they'll see customers in orthopedic reconstructive, trauma, and extremities markets. Vern, if I can just interject a question. Yeah. Uh, where do they get the, the bone uh, that they need uh, to sell? If I can just interject a question. We're going we're gonna to treat that with, with respect for those involved as rhetorical and ask people to go to the website and learn more about it. Well, I'm just uh, wondering. Earnings growth expected to re-accelerate in 2009, according to Value Line. Stock at around 5, <clears throat> traded above 8 this year and last, has traded in the teens in its history. Um, I'm not sure why Value Line doesn't like it. What I really don't understand is why somebody doesn't buy it. Officers and directors You don't understand why someone wouldn't like it? Why somebody wouldn't buy it. And I what I really that. like in the ownership list that Value Line shows, sometimes in the description they'll have a list of major shareholders. Heartland owns 11.5% of those. Heartland? Heartland. Okay. Heartland does their homework. Well, they're, you know. The other thing that strikes grave me is, that, types, is so. that, free ca- that ju- uh, ju- uh, gross cash flow per share has never been below 40 cents in the 10 years of history that Value Line's showing. So, um, anyway, osteotech. That's very take, a, take a look at it. It looks interesting. It's very hmm. small. And then lastly, I went to the auto industry. I got very interested in taking a look at Tata. I think that's how it's pronounced. This is the Indian automaker. And um, I think I may have stumbled on something really interesting here. Hmm. This is on, on page 110. Okay. Great. Symbol, it's an Write ADR. The symbol here. is TTM. Uh, basically, this is I'm a sorry, what, what page number was that for? 110. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, this is obviously exposure to India, the what second most populous country in the world, which has uh, a rapidly growing local economy. Uh, where does that country uh, sit uh, alphabetically, uh, Vern? Do you know and that where statistic? they have and where they have been investing and will continue to invest in uh, improving transportation uh, infrastructure, which will mm-hmm. ultimately benefit Tata, mm-hmm. which is a major, uh, they are the world's fifth largest medium and heavy commercial vehicle manufacturer. Can I, but I have they a also again. are I'm a sorry. major player Whenever it's convenient. in uh, the local auto market, and a lot of people have heard of them because they're introducing or they're planning to introduce a product in India called the Nano, which I guess is going to sell for around 25 or was supposed to sell for around $2,500. It's going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing. Uh, and we've we'll touched on this And before. we'd get something like 50 miles to the gallon, okay? But there's apparently some uh, uh, pressure on the cost structure of that. They're talking about maybe it's going to cost a little more. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's one issue. But what I've discovered is that our listeners might miss as they're looking through their value line faithfully this week is that uh, we're in one of these rare situations where it would appear that a major acquisition has been included in the capital structure, the value line showing. Um, but they haven't. I don't appear to have included the revenue and earnings from it. And of course, I'm talking about the acquisition of Jaguar and Land Rover from Ford. They have not accounted for that. This was a. Um, well, my God, let's write let in. Me, let me consult my in. research here. I'll start to draft this was a something 2. immediately. This is a two point three billion dollar deal, and on the two thousand seven uh, year end balance sheet, according to Value Line, there's two point nine billion of debt instead of. $0.9 billion the year earlier. This is an and outrage. Then I, then I check over on the quarterly revenue and earnings comparison tables. Please, don't tell me anymore. Down on the far anymore. left where you can find out what the fiscal year end is. So 2007, that $2.9 billion was at the end of March 2007. Uh-oh. I think I see where you're going. 
uh, which is actually 2008. Not really. I don't see where it's going. <laughs> well, no, the point is that that number includes the acquisition of Jaguar and Land Rover. So the enterprise value is a mistake. Well, the enterprise value, which is $3.6 billion of equity and $1.8 billion of debt, right. $5.4 billion, compares with value lines looking for 12% on $8 billion of revenue or something around a $1 billion of EBITDA, about a 5.4 times multiple. They've missed it. But they have nothing there. They show revenue declining from $8.9 billion in 07, the March 08 year, to 8.1 in 08. And I'm not sure why when you just bought a business. Land Rover earned, according to The Economist, $1.5 billion last year. Earned. Wait okay, not sales. Is that an article you have there? Yeah, from the Adonis. Where, where did you Economist. get that? We're bringing articles into the show now? I got it from now? the internet. And we're just bringing articles about stocks yeah, Because in? I couldn't remember you're, you're the numbers raising without the bar. It. It's all for the it's all Whatever. for the listener. I just look at the value line. It's all for I the listener. I just bring me and the value line. Look what you've got here. You've got like a whole. So this stock is down sixty percent. It's now yielding four percent, uh, but operating margins still appear to be okay. Return on capital has de- been depressed by the acquisition from mid-teens to around nine and a half percent. But I don't see any evidence that the earnings of the combined business are in there. Now the wild card here is Jaguar. I guess is still losing money. I don't know how much. Have you seen the new XF? This is one hot-looking car. Yeah, I have seen that. It's Very nice. nice looking. But how many and, will they sell? You know, and they it's have, a recession. They have a new XK coming, I guess, next year. All that this money is going to Obama now. Oh, no, 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 no. We no, won't no, have no. any it, of it, this, is in, this is development money. It's already been spent by Ford. They have a replacement for the main product, the classic Jaguar product, an update coming. And they also have apparently they're planning to update the XKE. Remember the sports car with the ultra-long yeah, uh, sure. hood that hasn't been produced since the 70s. They're bringing that back yeah, as still well. still see them around. Land People Rover has up. a smaller kind of crossover RAV4 size competitor coming to market in the next year where the development money has also already been spent. You know, it's always a risk when uh, in a tough uh, environment and honestly slowing growth in the Indian economy, a major player makes a big acquisition, but it looks like their balance sheet can handle it uh, and, you know, you got to like the opportunity How's to grow it. How's their cost it. structure relative to, now, if like, that's too risky for Honda you, or take a look at Nissan, Toyota. which has mm-hmm. got a lot of new product coming to market right now. If you've seen the new Maxima and Altimas, the back ends are not nearly as uh, overly designed. The light clusters look a lot better now. Um, the yield here is almost 6%. It's a very well-managed company. Stock's down huge over the last year traded uh, close to $30 two years ago. Uh, margins under some pressure because of material costs, if nothing else. But like I say, they have a new product cycle coming. Don't have a huge dependence on uh, the uh, the uh, truck market in North America. Foreign sales, 65% of total for Nissan. In other words, 35% is their home market. Okay. Um, so if you want, like, best of breed at a reasonable valuation, this is under 10 times earnings. Toyota's at... 11, okay. Wait a minute. Um, take a Which look at Nissan. Which one of these are you but, uh, doing? Well, I'm recommending Nissan, actually. Well, but we've been talking about Tata. Well, Tata, I think you need to do. I, I can't recommend it because I don't know if the numbers are in there or not. Is there something oh, I going on? I thought you knew on? that they were you know, not might, in there. No, there might be something going on in the Indian market. 
that it's going to collapse revenue by a third. Perhaps there are other only sources. Of the acquisition, they're going to be up. Maybe or, there's other sources of information no, beyond no, I, value. I, I, I can't. Oh, there are absolutely Perhaps there are. But that I can't. Knows more about I this. can't recommend Tata based just on this value. So you are G. recommending Nissan. I'm just saying there might be a huge opportunity in so Tata. So do some homework, but you're recommending. I'm recommending Nissan, Nissan and a 5.8 percent yield. Okay. Okay. Even though you haven't spent so, much time uh, talking about Nissan. No, no. I, I mean, you know, look do they have brands gaining share? Or yeah, what? They do. I don't. I, I mean, you're recommending it. I don't know anything about against, it. They're competing against Ford and GM. You may have heard. Why about would them. I buy Nissan? They're going to the Democrats and asking for loans of fifty billion dollars. But I don't think you've made a case for Nissan by talking about Tata. I, I, my case for Nissan is General Motors and the Ford Motor Company. Okay. Right. Are what going away? And so. gas prices above three dollars, and the pressure that's there. Is there a valuation the argument at all, or just that? I just told you the valuation. It trades at a ten, better than ten percent discount to the market leader Toyota, with competitive returns. Okay. Okay. Just had a couple of questions. I wouldn't get all hey, upset about it. Well, not keep you're people. You're spending you're time on things that you're not detail. even recommending. I, I don't know much about it. I, I've told people that Whatever. freely. Listen, uh, Nissan, okay. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. I have no Nissan. idea. Nissan, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Your I favorite know. idea? My uh, favorite idea. Zimmer, take it to the bank. Oh, what gosh. do you like? Well, give me a chance to even just recall what I talked about this week. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to go with one of the healthcare names. Wake up, everybody! And I think it's gonna Val's be Val's talking again. Uh, <laughs> please do Arthrocare. Ticker ARTC, and I just like the demographics in the margin. It's selling at about eight times free cash flow. Thank you. We'll see you next week, folks.